Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nathan Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area. And guys, we are in our last couple of weeks before school starts. It is crazy. For a lot of you, school has already started. And that brings on a whole slew of challenges and trials and triumphs. And it's just a different time of year. I'm always so excited for it because I believe in my heart and soul that school is good for kids. But it also brings a lot of trials because kids have smartphones. They share inappropriate things with each other. It can be so challenging. Um, And that's why we at Save the Kids are so committed to helping you as parents raise resilient kids in this tech-heavy world. Now, we're going to be continuing on with the uh, with the series that we started last week um, with the NCOS, Natu- the National Center of Online Sexual Exploitation. Um, they have their Dirty Dozen list. Last week, we started with Etsy, and we learned some new and really disturbing things about Etsy. And this week, we're going to be talking about Google. Um, Google did land on the NCOS Dirty Dozen list. And not so much because of what it doesn't do, but because of what it does do. Um, so first of all, th- the problem, Google search is a complicated case for corporate influence, right? I mean, Google and its parent companies, it, it, vast, vast corporate empire. And a lot of w- w- people working within deeply, deeply care about fighting sexual abuse and exploitation. But at the same time, we know that exploitation still occurs through Google's tools and everything. But if they fixed it, then it could help um, prevent a lot of abuse worldwide. I mean, the technology has been proven to be there, right? When we're on Facebook and we share something that might be false about COVID or something, we get fact-checked. The technology is there to help explicit content from being posted um, to be made public, to be deleted or blocked, um, that is, you know, sexually exploiting children, but it's not being used. Um, over the years, Google has actually taken some important steps um, to combat sexual exploitation. Um, and a lot of the times it's in response to when NCOS steps in and is like, hey, you guys are messing up. They're like, oh, well, sorry, we'll do better. Um, but they did improve the Chromebook safety for students, um, especially after COVID years. Um, I mean, COVID's still around, don't get me wrong, but especially after 2020, 2021, um, they really improved their Chromebook safety. And we, I mean, yes, thank you. We applaud Google for making these improvements, but the reason that they landed on the Dirty Dozen list again, yeah, this is multiple years in a row that they've been on the Dirty Dozen list, because it's necessary to raise awareness when there is poor policies in place um, that cause real world harm to survivors and facilitate sexual abuse. Um, and cause exploitation. So it's mostly how the Google search currently is failing survivors of sexual exploitation. Um, So the Google search is the most used search tool on the internet. 
No one uses anything else more than Google. Bing, Yahoo, everything else pales in comparison to Google. And unfortunately, the Google search, it gives access to real and depicted content of sexual abuse, including graphic videos of sex trafficking, child sexual abuse, non-consensual recorded shared content, um, and illegal and socially damaging themed content as well. Um, like if you, if you Google, if, if some creep wants to Google someone getting raped, um, Google will give it to them. If some creep wants to Google, uh, child sexual abuse materials, uh, CSAM, it's what we used to call it child pornography, but it's impossible for child pornography to exist because pornography, um, legally is, is, is content video of two people having consensual sex, but a child cannot give consent to have sex. So therefore, if there is videos out there of children in sexual matter, that's child sexual abuse material, period, at the end. Anyway, Google gives that if people search for it. Google will give that to people. Um, and I mean, it's well known, okay? Pornography industry as a whole, it routinely fails to effectively to verify age or consent or anything. There are several sites that have come under particular scrutiny um, through recent investigations and whatnot, um, victorious lawsuits, that they host child sexual abuse material and sex trafficking material of children, okay? Like Pornhub. Um, sorry, that like wrecked my microphone when I said that. Um, Pornhub and its affiliates, MindGeek, um, those have been notorious. And thankfully, some of credit card companies have been cutting ties with these sites to try and put the pressure on them to stop supporting these things. Um, now, it, it, it's particularly concerning that Google, it continues to drive users to these sites like Pornhub and OnlyFans um, and stuff like that that are likely hosting criminal content. Okay, these sites are often listed on the first page. Like when you have a Google search, it brings up 10 bajillion pages. You would think that the illegal stuff should be on page 10 million instead of page one. And yet Google doesn't really filter out these criminal sites that the site itself might not be criminal, but if you're searching child sexual abuse material and the first site on there, the description says, you know, Asian girl or something sexual nature that is criminal because it's a child, you would think Google would want to filter those ones out to not include them or have them on page 10 million instead of the front page. But yet they're on the front page and they're often, I mean, Google, Google's driving up the, the profits of these, right? That they, because on the first page, they're proud, they're paying Google a lot of money to be on the first page. And in turn, people are putting money into these platforms like OnlyFans, where underage, underage, minor, underage people, minors, children are, are, are exposing themselves in a sexual nature and it's criminal, but Google's allowing it. Um, Google, the, you know, it's the first thing that comes up when people search for it. I mean, People search for illegal, violent stuff. It pops up. Um, some things that they give an example for. If 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 they search for things like forced sex or drugged porn or white supremacy porn or hidden camera porn, your ears are probably bleeding right now because you hate that word pornography. Porn. It's it's a, people think it's a yucky word. It's a real word, and we need to talk about it more. 
But if you seek for those violent, illegal types of pornography, Google search gives you those pornography sites. And we've had these concerns before, you know, Encos has asked Google to surf, you know, surface the articles, the resources, the commentary, show us the harm of of this racist pornography, the sexist pornography, this illegal pornography. Um, and yet Google search just gives, uh, it gives the exploitation up itself. Um, and while the specific search for, you know, like rape no longer leads to pornography sites on the first page the way they did a few months ago, um, hardcore porn sites still show up on subsequent, subsequent pages. Like we're still exposing kids to pornography. We're still, this platform is still, it is still benefiting off the sexual exploitation of children. And then on top of everything, it is totally failing survivors. There's insufficient reporting and removing mechanisms or policies for non-consensual pornography. Now, I said it before, most of these pornography sites that Google will say, here, you're looking for pornography? Here it is. Most of these sites, they don't verify age or consent. It's just it's just a checkbox. Was everyone here an adult? Yes. Did everyone here give consent? Yes. Okay, post away. Everyone can see it. That's how it usually is. And, and so Google just lets us have it. Um, and we've witnessed firsthand how really how, how, how harmful this is to people. You know, we have people that experienced sexual abuse as a child. There are 12, 13 year old girls that were forced to do sexual things in front of a camera. And now they've grown up and they've had to grown up in fear knowing that there is footage of them somewhere. Um, doing sexual acts as kids, that there's child sexual abuse material of them somewhere on the internet that people can search for, people can Google, people can find, and Google doesn't get rid of it. I mean, how traumatic would that be if you, as a survivor, had to live with the fact knowing that that that, that footage of your abuse is on the internet for everyone to see? Now, we know Google is reviewing its reporting systems with the goal of making them more intuitive and less cumbersome. It's, I mean, they're currently making a policy um, by default, um, believe the host uploaders content over the people depicted and being harmed in the content. Um, in other words, the, 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 the words, the focus is on the survivors to prove consent wasn't given um and that that that's the hard part we don't want to leave it up to the survivors to say women no consent wasn't given and and we we do want them though to have the ability to say hey this 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 is a video of my rape this shouldn't be on the internet and so we're trying to make it so that google has better reporting mechanisms so that this kind of content gets taken down um, now there's, there's a, there's a, uh, a term that we use quite often called image-based sex abuse. Um, and a lot of people don't know what that is. Now image, image-based sex abuse or IBSA 
it's a broad term that is, I mean, it's a lot of, it includes a multitude of harmful experiences, like non-consensual sharing of sexual images, um, sometimes called revenge pornography. People get filmed unknowingly and then people leak it, um, stuff like that. But so it's stuff that's made with the intent to, to, to hurt people socially or mentally or emotionally. Um, a lot of this material is used for sextortion, for additional sex abuses, um, sex trafficking, stuff like that. Um, so for example, let's say a predator on, on Snapchat, um, asks for a kid's, uh, a kid for a nude picture and the kid sends it. That person will threaten to send that picture out to everyone the kid knows unless the kid pays them 3000 bucks. That's what sextortion is. That's what image-based sexual abuse is. Um, and so experiencing image-based sexual abuse, it can cause long-lasting trauma. Um, so the, the, the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative conducted a survey of victims of non-consensual distribu- distribution of explicit photos back in 2012. Of the victims surveyed, 93% reported that they had suffered significant emotional distress due to the pictures that were being posted online of them without their consent. And guess what platform will just give it? To whoever searches for it. Google. That's right. Now, what can Google do to fix this problem? Okay, they can actually do a lot. One, they can institute a survivor-centered reporting and removal process by immediately removing reported content and blocking the ability for it to resurface while they investigate the report. Okay, that is very, very doable. So if a survivor reports that this content was not consensual, that this was bad, um, they have the ability to take it down and to make sure it stays down while they investigate the report. They have the ability to do that. They also, as a matter of policy, Google should honor removal requests of sexual explicit content unless the uploader can affirmatively prove consent. Affirmatively. Not just check the box and say there was consent given. Um, so like this, this would also lift the likely traumatic burden on Google moderators to try and determine whether or not rape scene they're looking at is real or simulated. That's right. There is simulated rape videos on porn websites that Google moderators have to look through and be like, Hmm, is this pornography consensual or not? It doesn't look like it, but they say it is. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be pretty hard. And so if they could tweak their policy to make it so that videos have to like prove without a shadow of the doubt that this was consensual before it's uploaded, it would take the burden off of Google as well. Um, Also, when the age of the consent cannot be affirmatively proven, not only should Google search results be removed, but I think also Google should require the platforms hosting the materials to remove them. Or risk negative page, uh, you know, page ranking consequences. Um, they should also make it easier for users to find Google reporting mechanism for non-consensual sexual explicit materials. Because right now it's not easy to find the reporting mechanisms. Right now it's under like three layers of settings. It's kind of hard to reach it. Um, and then they also need to strengthen the hashtag system because there's content deemed to be criminal for non-consensual stuff and so we can prevent it from resurfacing again um the hashtag system's kind of weak and they're not using it to identify harmful content 
And it would also be helpful if they adjusted the algorithms so that search items like white supremacy porn and forced porn and drug porn, um, teen porn, incest porn, choking porn, lead to resources and educational information instead of pornography sites depicting videos of criminal sexual abuse. Like right now, if you Google suicide or how to kill yourself, Google will not tell you how to kill yourself. Google will give you the suicide hotline number and say, hey, get some help. You know, there's hope. Don't don't give up. Literally, I've seen that. So shouldn't, if someone searches illegally themed child sexual abuse material themed searches, shouldn't similar resources be given to educational articles, um, maybe automatically report the user who's searching these these horrible things? Um, and then as, as a policy matter, I mean, I would say don't allow pornographic websites, but we have a constitution, freedom of speech. Only allow pornographic websites which employ meaningful age and consent verification to surface results and utilize marketing tools like via search. Um, because unfortunately Google can't get rid of all its, all of its pornography because not all pornography is inherently illegal. And so they can't lawfully get rid of all of it, but they can make it safer for your kids. Now, even with all of this stuff, that's just the illegal stuff, right? Like I said, there's a lot of legal stuff that Google can't help. And, and that, that's where you parents need to come in, where you need to make sure there are systems in place to help keep your kids safe online. Because the harmful stuff is literally just one click away, just one Google search away. The average age right now that kids are exposed to pornography is eight years old. And a lot of times kids don't do it on Instagram because it's traceable. They'll open up an incognito tab on Google and then they'll Google pornographic material. Um, they'll they'll Google sex.com literally because uh, so in my hometown and I grew up in Blanding, Utah, my little hometown, super, super conservative. No one talks about sex or pornography. So naturally all the kids look at it because they're curious and kids don't know what sex is. And so they Google it and it's really, really harmful and it's sad. So many kids get addicted to pornography so early on, especially in my hometown. Um, Anyway, and so Google, you can fix this. <laughs> you have the uh, you have the ability to fix this, but I don't know why you choose not to. That's what really baffles me because I know I know that Google can. It has the ability to do this. So Google, please, please be better. Please be better for our kids and then parents. There are resources for you to help keep your kids safe. Um, one of my favorites is Bark Technologies. Bark Technologies is a software that you can put on your kid's device to block any sexual explicitly content and you get notified if someone sends them some sexually explicit content. Um, there are ways to enable safe search on Google to try and protect your kid from sexually explicit material or child sexual abuse material so that they are not exposed to it. Um, there's ways to strengthen your device but there is no way there's there, there's no compensation for bad parenting you you can make the device as safe as you want but if you don't talk about the dangers and the darkness that is out there your kid's going to go find it not only is it going to go find it your kid it, it's it's going to find your kid and so you need to talk about this stuff we need to talk about pornography we need to talk about this stuff i'm going to say every single video while i'm doing this encos series 
that we need to talk our, to our kids about sexually, uh, uh, about sex, about pornography, so that they can identify it and so they can run away from it as fast as they can. Because unfortunately, these platforms, they just don't care. Right now, they don't. Google says they care, and they've been making better steps to show that they care, but still, they're totally failing victims. Still, it's hard to report. It's impossible to get rid of things. And they are still showing illegal child sex themed abuse material. Um, and it's wrong. And so um, just be safe on Google. Please um, look after your kids because Google's just not a safe place to be. The internet's not a safe place to be. Let's be honest here. Um, but the world and life is a safe place to be. Real life is a wonderful place to be. And that is what we are trying to convince kids of right now. That is what we are trying to help kids see that real life is so much better than anything online. That real life is so much better than your smartphone. Real life is so much better than social media because real friends, real people, real connection is going to give you so much more meaningful happiness and love in the long run than anything your computer or smartphone or tablet or social media can offer. Because real life is wonderful. Real life is real life. So there you guys go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Save the Kids podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want me or any of the other Save the Kids speakers to come to your school, please DM us at Save the Kids Inc. um, or myself at bulliesbe.gon. Hit us up. We'll get you over. We'll get one of us over to you so we can help spreading this message. Um, This message is so much bigger than any one of us. And we just want so desperately at Save the Kids. Our whole team is just so committed to helping to save the kids. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you guys need anything, you can DM us on Instagram or any of the other platforms that you see us on. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, Facebook is coming. And yeah, we want to save the kids. That is our mission. That's what we want to do. So thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Hope you have a wonderful day. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we will see you on the next one.